everybody, I'm back this week with Shypod Shuffle. And this week we're going to talk about country music. Um, so just a brief history in my life at least. Um, I used to be a really big fan of country. It's what I grew up listening to because I grew up in the boonies. Um, you know, George Strait, Willie Nelson, all those classics. Um, Brad Paisley, I'm sure. I really liked Derek Church, all sorts of different ones. Um, so it was a really big influence in my life. Um, but as I grew older and kind of especially after I moved out of my house and moved to college, um, I really stopped listening to it. Every once in a while, I'll get into a kick, but it's not as big in my life as it used to be. Um, so as usual, we're going to start with the Billboard Hot Charts. At number one, it's 10,000 Hours by Dan and Shay featuring Justin Bieber. Um, I really like Dan and Shay. I'm a fan of everything I've heard from them. Um, I think Tequila is probably my favorite song by them. This kind of has a similar sound, I guess. Um, their voices are really beautiful together. The lyrics are really awesome. The video is really cute and lovey, and it has the cutest part of Haley Baldwin and Justin Bieber together, and it's so adorable. Um, you know, they're slaying and holding each other, and that's just so, so sweet. They're a really good couple. And I really just feel like uh, Bieber's voice fits really well in the song. It flows really well with the sounds of Dan and Shay's. And, yeah. So at number two, we have One Man Band by Old Dominion. I've never followed Old Dominion intensely, but I'm a fan of several of their songs. Um, I really like the No Such Thing as a Broken Heart song when I was going through a big breakup. Um, I really, really dig that song. Um, you know, I really like the way they sound. I kind of like the, kind of has like this like folky, I guess you could say, uh, tone to their music. Um, this song is really no different. Um, the lyrics are really, really sweet, but I, from looking at the title and how their other songs are, I didn't really expect it to be this much of like a love song. Um. But it was, and it's good. The video is pretty simple. It's not very deep or anything. The lead singer is just kind of singing on stage, and you see clips of, like, the band in the studio, stuff like that. Um, I really like the lead singer's voice, and, you know, might be a song that I actually add to my music library. Next up is Even Though I'm Leaving by Luke Holmes. So Luke Holmes is super hot in country music right now from what I've seen and what Twitter has told me. Um, I actually saw Luke Combs last summer open for Jason Aldean at SunTrust Park in Atlanta. It was pretty cool. He was really good. Um, he's got this really cute thing that he has on his um, microphone stand. It's a just a cup holder for his red solo cup that I'm sure he's drinking whiskey or beer or something out of, you know, just country music singer things. Um, so the song is really, really sweet. Uh, songs like that about parents just always really good to me because I am weak and um this one's kind of the same um I really like Luke Combs he's got a really good voice and really genuine lyrics and sometimes they're funny sometimes they're sweet and deep you know I feel like what you see is what you get with Luke Combs as well he is a really good artist and I really really like him for that I'm pretty big fan <clears throat> and for the music video it's all black and white which is really cool I really like black and white music videos to me um, they seem really sentimental, and I feel like it goes really well with the message of the song. It's really sweet, and it's really deep, and songs like this are what I like about country. It's the sentimental, the slow, the deep, and Luke Holmes really gives you all of this in his song, Even Though I'm Leaving. Next up at number four is One Thing Right by Marshmello and Kane Brown. So what an unlikely pair. 
I know two weeks ago I released my EDM episode and I'm a huge fan of EDM. I really like Marshmallow. I liked I like a lot of the stuff he produces. But then I got this song and it's awful. EDM and country just are not a good mix. Um, it's interesting. It's very weird, but it's just not for me. I still really like Marshmallow, though. That's straight facts. Kane Brown is a very beautiful man. That's also straight facts. But this music video and this song are just odd. The music video, Marshmallow is wearing his head, his, yeah, yeah, his head the entire time, um, which is kind of funny, honestly, but it's just weird. This song is not good. It Country and the EDM just don't go together. I personally feel like this song was a like a PR stunt for the big names, in my opinion. But, you know, I don't get why this is a thing. Marshmallow really, really hurt me with this one. Marshmallow, no, you aren't listening, but if you were, don't do this again. <laughs> uh, next up is Pray For You by Matt Stell. Never heard of this guy. He looks pretty nice. Uh, his voice is really nice, solid, really strong. Uh, this song is kind of what I hate about country music, which is the love songs. <laughs> that sounds depressing, but I just, I feel like country love songs are pretty much all the same, you know. Oh, I've been praying for you, like, you're so perfect, uh, you know, not for me. And this music video is exactly what the song is. You know, the guy goes to church for, you know, I guess maybe joins a church that he's never been to before and immediately meets this girl and you just know where it's going from there, and it's not a fan of either of those things. So, three out of five this week were pretty good for me. Um, other than that, not a big fan. <laughs> so now I'm going to talk about a couple of my favorites and a couple of experiences I've had with country music. And to start off, um, I'm going to talk about Miranda Lambert. She is one of the most, in my opinion, most popular women in country music. She is powerful, she's strong, she's very independent. Um, she was married to Blake Shelton. I don't think that's a thing anymore. <laughs> um, I remember growing up listening to Miranda Lambert with my mom and singing, um, Kerosene, Mama's Broken Heart, all types of songs like that. And it was always just like a really good bonding experience between me and my mom, which I really, really liked. Um... And even now, uh, her album, Weight of These Wings, um, it's a little bit older of an album I think came out when I was like a freshman in college, um, has a lot of good songs on it. You know, it's got a fun one called Pink Sunglasses, and I used to own a pair of pink sunglasses and just jam this song in my car. Uh, <clears throat> it's got some deeper songs like Things That Break, uh, Tin Man, uh, Vice, which is a really popular one, and it's got some more fun ones like We Should Be Friends, um, Smoking Jacket, stuff like that. And she's also got some deeper songs, you know, way back in older albums, like The House That Built Me and Over You, and More Like Her, which was really emotional. So she's just always been really near and dear to my heart, and I just still really like who she is in country music. I feel like she's never hit those lovey-dovey, vanilla-type country songs. It's always been really original, it's always been um, deep, raw lyrics. And I feel like with everything she comes out with, it's consistently the same. Next up, I'm going to talk about uh, Eric Church. So I remember listening to Eric Church when I was a kid. He's one of my dad's favorite artists. And all the way back to the Sinners Like Me album, um, which was one of his first, I think his actual first album, 
Um, <clears throat> lots of songs in there, like Sinners Like Me, Before She Does, songs like that. I remember my dad singing in the car. He think he had the CD um, in his truck, so every time we got in there, he was blaring it because he really liked Derek Church. Um, actually, kind of funny story. It's not my experience. It's my parents. Uh, back when Eric Church was really getting start, probably around early, mid-2000s, um, my parents went to the bar Whiskey River where Eric Church was performing one night. And they went, they bought tickets, they saw him, and um, for some reason, my dad wanted to leave early. And my mom was like, no, you know, I want to stay. Come on, come on. My dad was like, no, like let's go home. So my mom was like, okay, whatever. So they left, and um, a couple of their friends stayed, and it turns out that uh, after they left and after the show was over, Eric Church got down, hung out with the crowd, bought rounds of shots for everybody, um, was really the type of artist, up-and-coming artist, that was interactive. And, you know, I haven't seen Eric Church in concert ever, um, but I feel like for smaller crowds, he's probably still pretty similar. Uh, he's always seemed like a really genuine person to me, and I feel like you can also tell that through his lyrics. Uh, one of my favorite songs by him is uh, live in part of life. It's my dad's favorite song, probably. Um, it's just really catchy. It talks about uh, tomorrow. He's taking himself fishing. Um, you know, don't contact him. You won't be able to find him. <laughs> and that's a really big thing for my dad. He loves to fish. He'll just disappear sometimes. And you can find him on the river, but he doesn't want to be found. That's the whole point. Um, there's some deeper songs like Lightning that talks about um, a guy that um, robbed a store and killed the manager um because he couldn't afford to buy diapers for his kid and that's just I have no relation to that song but it makes me very emotional every time I listen to it and then you get on up to the Carolina album where Hell in the Heart Smoke a Little Smoke gets a little more a little more like countryman outlaw type of songs and that's pretty solid through uh, Cheap as well where my favorite song is Springsteen and then a popular from that is Like Jesus Does. And then up to the Outsiders album, which actually is also one of my favorites. It's very interesting compared to his other albums. It's a lot more, I used this, this earlier, it's a lot more raw to me. Um, on that album, you get The Outsiders, you get Talladega, um, a really good song called Devil Devil. Uh, and it's a lot of him like talking, which is cool because I really like his voice. Um, yeah, so those are probably my top two favorites. I, I actually went to a lot of country concerts when I was a kid, <clears throat> being the fact that <laughs> my parents and my family love uh, country music. I saw Luke Bryan like four times. I've seen Jason Aldean. Um, I saw Colt Ford at one point. There's a lot of them. <laughs> um, so yeah. So now break from country music to Let Me Relive EDC Orlando. Uh, Electric Daisy Carnival in Orlando, um, like I said on my EDM episode, this is a chain of um, EDM festivals and they have a place in Orlando that they perform. Um, it was a three day this year, it's normally two days, um, so instead this year they bumped it to a three day. What was odd is that you know, they didn't change the um, ticket prices, so it was a lot of smaller people. Um, it was a lot of small people instead of a few big people. I guess. Um, and it was the greatest experience of my entire life. I had an absolute blast. I was worried that, like, you know, the lineup wasn't going to be the best or um, 
you know, I was going to be miserable because the crowds, but I had the time of my life. I mean, some of those performances were just amazing. The stages were absolutely insane. The people were just so cool. Um, they actually had really good food, which is odd, but what was crazy to me is the fact that four locos were $16. One, six, $16, when you can buy a four loco at a gas station for like two. That just really shows the inflation of prices when you can't bring your own things in. Um, one night I actually got a drink and I got a double. It was like a Smirnoff raspberry lemonade drink. It was pretty good, not gonna lie. But a double for that was $21. 21 smackaroonies for one single drink. Okay, one double drink. <laughs> um, but other than that, I mean, it was just absolutely insane. Uh, my two friends who have never been to a festival before actually came with us, and they just absolutely also had a blast. They immediately were like, okay, so what? Are, where are we going next? What's next? They immediately got the bug, which is really awesome. I'm getting to experience that. Watching them getting to experience it for the first time was so absolutely awesome. And I know it's how my friends felt my first festival, too. And then... Um, Actually, a week after that, I went to um, see R.O. Grime and Whipped Cream in Atlanta, and I got to take my best friend Jade to her first rave, and she had an absolute blast. She also is going to the next festival with us, which is really, really cool. Um, yeah, the lights were insane. They had fair rides, which the lines were always so long. I could never get in them, which was honestly okay with me. I wasn't mad about it. I just really liked taking everything in. They had this really cool uh, light tunnel. It was, like, just a black tunnel with led strips um like horseshoe around you and it, they did like little light shows which is really awesome they had this really cool thing that was like that's gonna be so hard to explain it was like a suspended fan but the fan had like a hundred led light strips on it and there was like light shows to classical music like mozart and it was a really interesting break from all the EDM, you know, web music. It was so, it was so funny. Um, so they actually had five stages. They had the main stage called Connect Field. Um, they had the second big stage called Circuit, no, Circuit Grounds. Yes, Circuit Grounds. Circuit Grounds is actually my favorite because um, the displays were honeycombs, like honeycomb screens, which looked really awesome. And the light displays, the shows were just really, really cool. Obviously, lasers were badass. I love lasers. Um, they also had Neon Garden and Stereo Bloom. Neon Garden was kind of like a hard house music uh, type of stage. <laughs> um, it actually had like these little light strips going all the way over the stage, which is really insane. And then Stereo Bloom was just your basic house tent. We dropped off our friend Raz there and he stayed for a couple hours. <laughs> it was an absolute adventure to find him, but that's beside the point. Um, any festivals have really cool things called, um, well, not all of them call it the same thing, but essentially EDC called it the um, Oasis, and it was like this little tent where you could go if you're having a hard time, if the crowds got too much, and, you know, people gave you water, and you could just lay down and relax. And I think that's just a really cool thing that the EDM culture does is, you know, they prefer safety. They like everyone to be safe, but also have fun. Uh, porta potties are gross. That's really all you need to know about that part of the festival. Um, we got really good parking every day. Oh God, the last day. So we were having a blast. You know, it is what it is. <clears throat> At like 10, 50, 11-ish, the two main closers come on. 
half of us are at the first one, half of us at the other one. And uh, Diplo actually closed the main stage. And I was like, this is so housey. I'm done with this. So me and my boyfriend Andrew and Raz uh, walked back over to the circuit grounds where our other friends were. And it was also really bad and really housey. So we're like, all right, guys, what if we leave? You know, it's 11.15. We can beat the traffic. Let's go. So we head out. We go back to the sketchy gas station parking lot where we paid $30 to park. And there's someone blocking us in. It, there's literally no way out. We cannot get out. These, the minivan that we were in would not fit any other way. So we were stuck there for like an hour. We were, oh my God, it was miserable. <laughs> But it was really fun because we were all just, you know, bitching in the car about how we couldn't move the car. And then long story short, um, the girls in the car who were parked in front of us finally came. We cheered so loudly. And that was like, we got to the car probably at 11.25ish, maybe 11.30 latest. And we got home at 1.50. Our Airbnb was approximately 27 minutes away. (laughs) So if that tells you anything about the time we were blocked in and the traffic we were in, that's all you need to know. Um, but for all, it was such a good experience, and I absolutely can't wait for the next festival that my little Ray family goes on. And if you're listening and you've never been to an EDM festival, but you're interested, absolutely 100% go to one. It's insane. It's so, so much fun. And to wrap up per usual, I'm going to talk about the upcoming country concerts. I know when I a little EDM tangent there, but whatever. <laughs> Uh, So, actually, talking about my favorites, back on that, uh, Miranda Lambert is performing uh, November 22nd at the Infinity Energy Center in Duluth, Georgia. Travis Tritt and the Charlie Daniels Band are performing November 23rd at Fox Theater in Atlanta. Uh, Riley Green, uh, I've seen the name but never listened, is performing December 5th at the Tabernacle in Atlanta and December 6th at Buckhead Theater. Brett Eldridge is performing December 10th at Coca-Cola Roxy. And then Alan Jackson is performing February 14th, Valentine's Day, um, at State Farm Arena in Atlanta as well. And that's all I've got for you this week. Join me next time where me and Drew Jennings finish off the Making Music series. Thanks for listening.